Hello, everybody. Welcome to Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast here on Boss Rush Games. We're going to start part two of this episode. We have a bunch of questions to answer. Uh, remember, if you have a question, you can email us at arsenalxpodcast at gmail.com or tweet at us at arsenalxpodcast. Uh, you can also leave a comment in our Facebook group or our Discord, which we're going to start pushing to this you know, now because we haven't been. Uh, Deshaun Malone writes in. He says... Hey, y'all really enjoyed the last few episodes. I want to say I'm enjoying the awesome podcast y'all provide every week and allowing me to chill in some chats and stuff online. I think you wrote this question into the other show, too. But uh, uh, y'all are really killing it. Here's my question. What makes your shows fulfilling? How do you uh, feel about everything? Thanks, and hope y'all have a Merry Christmas. Um, thanks, Deshaun. We appreciate yeah, you, Yeah, thank too. you. Yeah. We appreciate you. Um I kind of already answered this question on the other show. Uh, I guess I'll let you guys talk. I mean, I'll, I'll answer it about Arsenal X in particular. Uh, but I'm going to, I want to ask Joe and Josh in particular, cause they've, they're the newest cast members of this show. Um, how do you guys feel? <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, it really comes down to, I love doing this week in and week out because I get to come together with friends and talk about something that I'm pretty passionate about. I love talking about video games, specifically about Xbox and about Destiny, of course. Um, and to get to do that with like-minded individuals, is it's a treat. I mean, whether you're doing it for 10 people or 1,000 people, it's, you know, it's just, it's fulfilling. And, you know, knowing that people enjoy what we do, that we're not just streaming into the void of the internet is reassuring mm-hmm. too yeah for sure yeah. So y- y'all keep coming back so i assume yeah. that you know it it's not because of our dashing good looks i don't know i switched up i switched <laughs> it up it? today you know <laughs> jingle bells motherfucker uh, <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> uh, uh, uh joe what about you i would say that well first off I think that I am self-diagnosed. I have ADHD. I just, I, I, I have a lot of different hobbies that I enjoy. Uh, and I do like maybe 20 minutes of each at a time. And then I have to move on to something else. And I lose interest pretty quickly. So the one thing that doing this, setting a rhythm and a consistent schedule, consistency helps me out a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, puts a mile marker for me to always come back and be like, Hey, remember that thing you like, you should sit down and just reflect on that. And having you guys bounce stuff, uh, you know, ideas and thoughts back and forth really helps me like, come like, it's like, no, I do like playing video games. I appreciate it. I do have thoughts on them. So it's, I think it's helped me focus and kind of settle down and kind of carve out like the things like, Hey, this is the hobby you like you should kind of stick with that so that you're good at that hobby in some way, shape, or form. And whether that's actually playing the game or just having opinions on the game or being able to speak uh, with some level of thought behind it to other people uh, and create a consistent thought, I think is a huge win for me personally. Uh, And the fact that 
other people listen to it. And I'm assuming, I don't know if you guys are you know, listening for me or for anyone else or it's the group mentality or whatever. It's a good feeling to know that like other people are hearing those thoughts and they still are listening. They're listening uh, for you specifically, Joe. It's just me personally. I got they want to call it. They want to the call it mail. Arsenal Joe, the Joe Box podcast. Arsenal of one. Uh, <laughs> no, but it, it, it's weird because whenever I first started, I did one episode. I don't want to say randomly, but it was pretty like a short. It's like, hey, do you want to do this? And it's like, yeah, we'll do that. Um and then you said, like, would you want to be on it regularly? And I was like, sure. And it's like, I didn't know how to feel about it then. Like, it's like, I like talking mm-hmm. about it. I liked you guys. And I don't mind talking about it. And now each week, it's like, it, when we took that one week off for Thanksgiving, it felt weird. It was a weird week for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it, and I, it was just very odd to like be like be like oh i have all this pent up thoughts that i can't speak to anybody in my house about because they don't understand that they're either too young or don't care <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> your wife's too young huh uh, my yeah. wife's too young <laughs> my kids don't care <laughs> yeah I, you i yeah i couldn't have said it better i'm i'm right there with you like on on like the almost therapeutic <laughs> like release that that the show gives you know it's it's in a way is you know in a ways honestly doing this is is kind of self i get some selfish uh you know stuff you saved from my it. marriage twice now <laughs> <laughs> yeah because <laughs> i yeah because i can i can relate on like almost everything you said uh, like and I even up to I I did have AD, ADD when I was younger and I'm pretty sure I still have it because it's really hard for me to focus most of the time so yeah but yeah like like yeah I just enjoy being able to talk about stuff and for the longest time like at my job for years I was the only one there and like, you know, like I told Corey and I first joined them to do the podcast that I didn't have like adult conversations because I went to work. I was the only adult there. I came home. I was with my kids and my wife would come home later and I would go back to work like that was my day. There was no adult conversations for the most part throughout my day and i you know like you start to miss that when it's gone and so like doing this just gives me the chance to you know kind of reflect like you said and just be able to have have a chance to talk about you know things as an adult and and uh yeah it's i look forward to it every week you know it's it's great like and I, you know, Xbox, I mean, we're talking about Xbox. It's definitely my favorite since the original came out. Like, I've been hooked <laughs> on Xbox, so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for me, like, I feel like just do just podcasting in general has been, like, it's, since we, honestly, since we started Boss Rush, and before it was even called Boss Rush, out of, like, the the stuff that happened with Nerds Gone Rogue, Jesse, you were here for that. Mm-hmm. Like that was yeah. like that whole kind of like thing when it ended and and just how you know certain things happened, like it was devastating 
for yeah. especially for me in particular like and it it like almost killed my joy and passion for any of this stuff like i thought about just like not doing it anymore i thought about just like man i i just I don't like I didn't play games for probably like two months after that. Right. Like I was just like, I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to do any of this anymore. And like, honestly, the conversation I had with Ed and you in particular, like helped me kind of get through it. And still like that those first like couple months of this was like it felt like going through the motions of the old old project. Right. Like I I, mm-hmm. I didn't. I, like I kind of lost like everything that I the passion that I had for it right and then Mm-mm. we brought back Nintendo Power Block and I thought that would make it better and I was like okay this is a step in the right direction but I'm still not like you know I don't know how to feel about this because it just feels like we're retreading stuff and then you wanted to bring this show back and like we were like okay I do want to talk about Xboxes. There's a lot of interesting things coming and we know the new mm. box is coming soon. Let's do it. But like my whole thing was like, how are we going to bring it back? And like you and I just did it for a while and it was, how do we find, how do we make this show? How do we give the show personality? Right? Like how do we yeah. bring it back in a fun, cool way? And it actually wasn't until like, probably episode 100 101 102 where we like kind of found the right footing for this show i mean we did 15 episodes Mm -hmm. where we like do we make it a general conversation about xbox do we make it like a new show do we kind of do do both do we answer questions but we weren't getting a lot of questions because not a lot of people knew that we brought the show back and like i think adding josh and joe really added to the personality we wanted for the show in particular and mm-hmm. like it wasn't until this summer where I actually like, kind of like found the passion for doing this again. Um, yeah, pulled us, uh, the, Josh. You guys pulled us out of the funk. Yeah, like, you're welcome. Like, I mean, like, I mean, I'll for, take full credit. You're welcome. I mean, like, to be completely open with everybody, like, it was me. It was me, Ed, and and Jesse and Ray, and like, um, you know, then like you know, Ray started doing his Twitch thing and like, I, I wanted to support him in doing that. And like, you know, when, then it was just you, me and Ed and like, I didn't really know what to do. And like adding, like we had Celeste on Nintendo power block one night and like, she kind of brought that show back to life in a, in a weird way. And then we added LaRon. Right. And then like, we just kind of started meeting people or asking friends to do stuff. And like, the way each show kind of evolved and brought new life to, you know, everything, this show in particular, tower casuals in particular, like it's this summer, the way everything kind of evolved from like adding people this summer. And now where we're at now is like a year ago, I I would have told you we weren't doing this like (laughs) in a year. Like that's how, that's personally Mm -hmm. how I felt. And, and now like, Mm-hmm. the passion was reignited full force and, and this show, like doing the podcasts every week, like I'm, I'm hosting boss rush again, doing this show, doing tower casuals is like, those are the highlights of my week every week and like pushing forward and making sure these shows are the best shows they can possibly be. And getting to spend Sunday nights with my friends is like, I, mm-hmm. I couldn't have asked for it to turn out any better. 
So, um, yeah, for you sure. know, it's your guys' fault. Uh, but no, <laughs> in all fairness, like, thank you guys for being here every Sunday and like giving the show personality and bringing the fun back to something that I lost passion for last year. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> So, uh, you can, yeah. you can hear that full story on one V one on January 4th, my one V one revisited. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so, all right, we're going to go to the next question. Uh, Marshall Malone. Hey, that's the Sean's brother. He hasn't written it in a long time. <laughs> uh, he says, what are some of your favorite Christmas memories gaming related? Getting my Nintendo 64 and that was Game gonna Boy be, Color. That was going to be my same one where, like, yeah, uh, I got my Nintendo 64 for Christmas. All right. But, like, my my grandma used to spend the night at our house on Christmas Eve and, like, help my mom make breakfast for us. And we had open all the gifts, but she didn't spend the night that year. And so, like, she was really late to Christmas that year. And so I opened all my presents and, like, I got Mario 64 for Christmas, but I didn't get a Nintendo 64. And I was really confused and concerned. <laughs> and then my grandma brought a bunch of presents in, right? And I opened her presents and I was like, like, I was, uh, I don't want to sound like I was a, a dickhead child, but like, I was like, where's the Nintendo 64? Am I just supposed to stare at this cardboard box all Christmas? Like, what am I supposed to do with this? Uh, and like after we ate breakfast and stuff, my grandma's like, "Hey, there's one more bag in the trunk of my car. Can you go get it?" So I ran out and got it, and I didn't think it was a present. She just said it was a gift, or she was just said it was a bag. And I brought it in, and she told me to open it, and she gave me a Nintendo 64 for Christmas. It was the best fucking Christmas of my life. <laughs> I got. Uh, I, I've already shared how Grandma still to this day yes. buys a video game for Christmas Eve. Um, <laughs> Even though lately I have been the one picking them out, and it's things that she never would ever buy me. Um, my grandma does not believe in M-rated video games, but the Bible game. Uh, no, not that. But you know, things, <laughs> like, game. things like Pokemon, Mario. She still thinks I'm like eight years old. Uh, <laughs> getting my N64 and the Game Boy. It was the same year that uh, Pokemon Yellow came out, so I got the Pokemon Game Boy Color, and that's just. No other Christmas has has ever compared for video games for me. I mean, there there was a time I got the GameCube, but you know, after that it was like, oh, there's the PSP. I loved my PSP. I loved my Vita. They weren't the N64 though. Oh. <laughs> they were not Star Wars Rogue Squadron. I got the I got the Episode One oh, Racer shit. bundle. Ooh. <clears throat> and my dad was on. Uh, leave from the military at the time so I tried getting him to play with me and he's just like son why are you playing this why are you not outside and I'm like I don't want to go outside dad I want to race pods <laughs> the N64 version of that game though by the way it's not the ideal version to play that draw distance is so bad you know what six year old me did not care uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, fair. I mean, look at look at go back to Goldeneye once, and then ask, then you like play it now, and you'll ask yourself, how the hell did we ever think this we was didn't... a good? Game? Yeah, it looks like Cyberpunk on last. Play year. it on yeah. the Nintendo 64 <laughs> controller. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's yeah. Just in like retrospect, I'm surprised that. that any of us liked as many games as we did on the N64. Because God, that controller is bad. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly <laughs> made so, for Mario 64, and that's it. <laughs> I have yeah. Yeah. a lot of holiday-related gaming memories that stand out. Um, there's one where when my me and my girlfriend, my wife now, but girlfriend at the time, had Your side piece. Yeah, we moved in together, <laughs> um, and we didn't have Twist. a lot of money, so we, so I had a, I had an Xbox and a PlayStation Two at that time, and I had to decide because I needed to sell one because we were moving in together, and money's tight. Uh, and I sold my PlayStation Two, but then that Christmas at uh, it was our first Christmas together. She bought me like a gate, uh, one of those GameStop things where she bought me the PlayStation Two and like ten used games, but basically like every great game for PlayStation 2 stands out. But the the one memory that I will... I'll never forget this. Uh, it was probably around 99. It had to have been. I was off of school, and I had gotten for Christmas two things that I remember. I got a bunch of pajama pants when pajama pants were, like, the thing. Like, those weird yeah. character-printed, like, really loose-fitting, <laughs> velvety pants with the drawstring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had, I had got pajama pants, and I got uh, Donkey Kong 64, right? Nice. And I was obsessed with that Donkey Kong game. Like, just, it was a game that you could 100%. There was collectibles. There was a bunch of stuff yeah. to do. It was, like, it was also, like, a, if I'm not mistaken, like, a almost a metroid-esque game where you would like, go to an area and you'd have to like find you wouldn't be able to do something you'd have to like remember and go back in like a 3d space it was anyway uh i was playing that non-stop and i came down for christmas dinner and i was still in my pajama pants and i was like i was like i just want to eat so i can go back up and play and my sister was like and this is like at, in our house we there was no company it was like my family of four and um my sister was dressed up in like a sweater with makeup and her hair was done and for like Christmas dinner. And I came down in pajama pants and I'm sure like a t-shirt with a hole in it. And she's like, did you even shower today? And my mom was like, she, or the, the, she was like, she's like, you just been playing that game all day. And my mom turned to her and she's like, leave him alone. If he wants to play the game, this is Christmas. This is what he wants to do with his life. He can do it. And I just was like, <laughs> ate my mashed potatoes in my pajama pants and went right back up to my bedroom and finished playing that game. And that, like, to me was, like, it was, the gift wasn't the pajama pants or Donkey Kong. It was the ability to it play the fucking game and the peace and quiet. <laughs> I got to do what I wanted to do. It was empowerment, and I will never forget that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... That's that is some of the better parts of Christmas is when you can just kind of you get everything's opened, everything's kind of done. You get to spend time with the family, but you also get that 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 time to just be like, okay, I don't have to think about work, I don't have to think about school, I don't have to think about you know any of these things for today, and I can just mm -hmm. enjoy enjoy having a vacation and actually feel like a vacation because sometimes vacations we take you need a vacation from that vacation and be successful and just to, you know in a different way but yeah for like for me i honestly i don't have a whole lot of 
game related things for Christmas. Um, obviously, or honestly, just because like right, like literally the day I turned fourteen, I got a like a, a real job that paid with the paycheck and and all that stuff. So I I bought a lot of my stuff myself pretty early on. Um, but when I, you know, it was like newly with my wife, um, I really wanted the Wii when it came out, you know, the first one and, uh, very, very surprisingly her, her brother, uh, ended up actually getting it for me for Christmas. So when we were at my wife's, you know, like doing our Christmas thing, I, I mean, like, I'm talking like 100%, not even an option of it happening. And so like that, like that was pretty amazing. Like just, just not, not expecting it even slightly and opening up and seeing that I was, I was so excited and and surprised. So like that, that definitely by far is probably got to be, the, you know, my my most memorable one. So let me tell you what I did to say I stood in line for a Wii, all right, in the yeah. middle of November yeah. in uh, northern Ohio, and it was uh, like 15 degrees out, and I wore I wore flip flops and uh, basketball shorts and a hoodie for nine hours in the blistering cold outside, and uh, I got it, but then I wondered why I was sick for four days. Um, so. <laughs> Did you that, find out why? No, never did. Oh, jeez, mystery. <laughs> You're lucky Darwin didn't get to you. Yeah. He, tra- he tried. Yeah. Oh, he tried real hard. Uh, you, were allergic, you were allergic to the Wii. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. I got COVID way back then. Yeah. Uh, Ashley Davidson writes in. She says, hello, everyone. I just want to say thanks for everything you guys are doing. How do you guys feel about the level of difficulty it is to find one of the new Xboxes and PlayStation? My partner and I have been wanting to get a next-gen machine, and it's incredibly difficult. It fucking sucks. It does. Yeah. It I, I, read an, I read an article, though. Um, I don't know if you guys had seen it at all, but um, some I, I forget. I don't think it was Kotaku. I don't remember who, who wrote the article now, but... Um, they they had um, tried to get previously. I'd tried to get the new consoles through Walmart, and uh, were unsuccessful last time that they that they came up. I believe it was the PlayStation Five. Um, but with Walmart's website, it actually gives you the option to save for a later. And so then, so they did that. And then when when the restock came in. If you go to your save for later file, they were literally able to just click on it, pay for it, and boom, he got they got two of them that way. Um, so it's like a little tiny workaround. Now they said they can't guarantee that it's going to work that easily every time. But, I mean, at this point, man, if you're desperate to find something and there's any kind of loophole or any kind of you know thing that can give you a foot up like honestly and i and so that would i would imagine it would work for either console because because if if that's a feature that that walmart's website has i mean you know for me 
Yeah, I was just really fortunate that when when Corey got one and they, you know, Amazon decided to instead of just saying, "Hey, we're going to cancel all these orders and your shit out of luck." Try, you know, better luck trying next time that they just kept us in a queue and said, you know, "Hey, when when stuff comes uh, becomes available, you know, these people who already got through and paid for one or whatever will have, you know, have first dibs." Like I honestly, I feel like it's too bad that they couldn't have some kind of system like that set up where where people can get through and they'll say, you know, hey, right away that, hey, you didn't, you're not getting one. But that would be a bummer, though, too, because if there's people who are using bots that got through and then they can just buy like a hundred of them then next time that they come into stock without even having to try, you know, that would kind of be BS. But yeah. Let yeah, me tell you I, let me tell you the easiest way. This is how I've done it both times. Okay. You get on Twitter. If you don't have a Twitter, sign up for Twitter. Follow Wario64. Turn on notifications. And that's how I've gotten it both times. Yeah. So uh also like this week I've been trying to help people find PlayStations and Xboxes. Successfully helped four different people this week. Pretty proud of myself. Um but I mean that that's how that seems to be the easiest way that I've been able to do it. Honestly, yeah. So it sucks right now, and the least of which supply issues are going to continue to be a problem while we're still dealing with COVID for another couple of months. Now mm-hmm. that they have stopped production of the PS4 Pro, I assume the One X and the One S are done being pr- produced. Um, yeah, I those factories should be fully switched over. If they haven't already, they should be by Christmas. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, they should be switched over. Uh, they will start selling these consoles in store, presumably as more and more people get vaccinated. So mm-hmm. when that happens, because both Sony and Microsoft decide we're not selling consoles in store, it'll be, you have to order it online and then in store pickup, which to be fair is helping people in some areas, get them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's not just going exclusively to resellers, but yeah. like Amazon, like that's, that's gone. Like that's, that's going to be rough no matter what. Plus they oversold to begin with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, your best bet honestly is to monitor like target Walmart and Best Buy. Like we said, through Warrior 64 mm-hmm. or any other like cheap ass gamer um, places like that for a notification. As soon as they go live, like you, you just got to be on it. It, it sucks, mm-hmm. but I mean, yeah. I was freaking out because day one when I was trying to order mine, uh, it took me an hour and a half to be able to secure one, and I only got it because of the Amazon re- uh, the Amazon link that went live, and then I almost didn't get mine launch day. So uh, it, it's rough, but I mean, this everybody wants to be the first to get something too. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. you, you will get it, and. Unfortunately, like if there's a game you're really wanting to play on it, like for example, Destiny or Cyberpunk, it really sucks because those games are like remarkably better on the new consoles. Yeah, it just, I, it sucks. But you know what? What I learned from the Wii, just it it will pass. I mm-hmm. promise, it'll pass. They are better at doing this now than they have ever been. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're trying to get a PlayStation, also, I would say uh, for either of these consoles camp out a PlayStation Direct website and the Microsoft Store. Mm-hmm. Microsoft Store has refreshed. That's how I got my Series S, and that's how I got Buddy a Series X. He ordered it. It came like three weeks later, but he still 
got it. So, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I would suggest camping out the actual retailer stores online. That's just me. I feel like a lot of people don't think about that. And you get free shipping. So Yeah. And it's much easier than camping out at a physical store. Yeah. <laughs> well, you do that now. It's called uh, you're getting charged with a misdemeanor because you're not allowed to do that. Yeah. yeah. No loitering. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. Our next question. Uh, well, Jan- Dan Jorkine just left in a nice comment. He says, hello, everyone. I'm a Bay Xbox fan and found your show recently. Thanks for finding Thanks, us. Dan. Yeah. Thanks. Hi, Dan. Yeah, we love you. Sorry, I didn't copy and paste the rest of your email. Uh, Jacob Taylor. He's a Twitch streamer, actually. You should follow him at Galutrad. Uh, he says, "What new ideas do you want to see implemented in first and second party titles?" Personally, I'd love to see a Forza series add an arcade mode, Mario Kart esque racing mode. Um, I actually like was the Hot Wheels expansion. Yeah. Uh, and the Lego one. Honestly, I think what Gears did with Hive Busters is actually a really cool idea. Like, and yeah. I know Sony's been doing this for years now with like Left Behind or Lost Legacy or you know recently actually Miles Morales, even though it's kind of a bigger deal than those titles were. But like Miles just, Morales is a complete game. Yeah, it's a complete game. Yeah, uh, just having like a, a supplemental kind of expansion that's a little bit bigger than your normal expansion, but not. Mm-hmm. small enough to be you know what i mean like just like a standalone kind of expansion that expands lore expands story uh but still uses the mechanics and style that you remember from the i guess the base game so mm-hmm. odst yeah yeah i was gonna say like halo halo had been really really good about doing that kind of stuff like I really liked, you know, ODST and and things, you know, like those more side project stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so months ago, when the Bethesda purchase was first announced, Corey and I did an emergency reacts that night, and one of the ideas we threw out was, what if Machine Games were to do a Halo spinoff, or ID was to do one, or you know, take the reins of Gears for a little bit, or something like that for some side stories. And I think now with so many studios, you have the opportunity to do that. I don't necessarily want to see it with shooters anymore, though, because here's the thing. If you're going to do things like this, I welcome things like Hive Busters, but you better price that appropriately because $20 is way too much for what that expansion is. I think like $10 would have been more acceptable, frankly, or like included as part of a season pass or something, because it's only two, two and a half hours long. It's really not worth 20 bucks. Uh, I played through it today. Cool. It introduced you some new characters and really doesn't have a whole lot of connection to Gears 4 or 5 which is fine. Yeah. That's what these are supposed to be. It's supposed to run concurrently like ODST does to Halo 2 and 3. Um, if you're going to do stuff like this, I'd like to see some full-on side stories like Reach, like ODST. Give me a full mm-hmm. $50, $60 experience. Now, you don't have to do that. You can also give me you know, 20 30 Just make sure whatever you price it at, there's an appropriate amount of content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think that's the biggest thing is I want to make sure I'm getting not only am I getting a quality story, I want value for my buck. I'm fine with a shorter. I'm fine with a short story if it's quality and it's hitting all these story beats. Hive busters, there's so much time where you're just like walking or standing around. There's actually not a ton of combat to be had in it. To be completely frank with you, it's just like uh, this is like it's fine. It's cool for what it is, but I would never have bought this for twenty dollars. I'm thankful that it was on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. 
Well, that's the yeah, thing too. Uh, is I, like I, they I price think... it at twenty bucks, but you pay a dollar for your first month of Game Pass or fifteen dollars for Ultimate or whatever, and you just get it. I, <laughs> I would love to see they they have a pretty good relationship going with Don't Not. I would love to see Don't Nod make another game under the Xbox banner, but do like an episodic game set in any one of their RPG universes that they have now. Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Fable, Wasteland. I'd love to see something set in one of those. Again, as a supplemental title, uh, similar to how Minecraft did Minecraft Story Mode with Telltale. Yeah, Yeah, or like... Better I, than it gets credit for. I was going to say te- yeah. Telltale's uh, Tales from the Borderlands was a great example. Yeah. yeah. That's yep. great. I was trying to mainly keep it in-house, but yeah, yeah you're, you're exactly right. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see something like that, something that's truly unique, a truly different spin. And I think Gears Tactics, to an extent, did this also from Splash mm-hmm. Damage earlier this year. Yeah. So anything like that, just let's grow beyond giving just Halo and Gears these other titles. Like I like the idea of... Uh, a more arcadey mode, I guess, in Forza, which I think they've done with two of their more recent expansions in three and four for Horizon. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I mean, they have that little Fast and the Furious thing in Horizon Two, which was a little eh. But anything like that, like cool, I'm here for it. Again, just give me a quality experience that doesn't break my bank. Mm-hmm. An RC Pro Am style uh, Forza game, like where it's the top view and you're driving, but it make it look like super realistic and stuff still, but it just looks like the top view of a miniature. Oh, <laughs> like, that would be a side story to Hellblade that is a side scroller. Yeah. Like a, a 2D Metroidvania style game. Give me that. Yeah. Uh,. All right, our next question comes from uh, Michael Thornburg. He says, hey, guys, what are the Xbox Game Studios games you're looking forward to the most? Uh, do you think first-party games can, ver- I think he means, ever rival PlayStation or Nintendo's? Uh, we kind of already talked about what we were excited for or like what we're looking forward to, so I guess we can go to the second part of this question. Um, I mean, I don't really know... If- right now if they're aiming for that although like i'm not gonna lie to you like nintendo hasn't really had any huge bangers at least for me in the last year or so um no uh i i think the last big nintendo game that i actually really got into was fire emblem uh you know so uh i don't i don't know i don't i don't know i don't know if their studios are really capable of like delivering that amount of like what you know what people like about sony's first party games right now i think they're just built differently i don't i don't think they i don't want to say that microsoft would not like the admiration or part of the success that sony has but i honestly don't think that's what they're they're necessarily going for i think they would love to have a game that is like an uncharted that's just like people just adore and just like mm-hmm. oh this is great it's a single like first person experience everyone like it's a new ip that everyone just gravitate towards but i i it just doesn't feel like that is what they're going for and i i think that's okay um mm-hmm. i think that they need to like you said we did touch on it earlier but they need to circumvent the whole like What's going to be the next Uncharted? Be like the next Uncharted. If you're not, if you don't know, if you're not working on it already, like don't, don't try to make another Uncharted game or like mm-hmm. try to beat Uncharted. You need to do something else. 
You need yeah. to quit quit trying to create like, the iPhone killer. Be like you're gonna be you're gonna have more yeah. success if you stop focusing on chasing this person because they're already gonna be ahead of you. That's baked in at that point. Yep. Um, it seems like <clears throat> Xbox is doing creating a more of an inclusive ecosystem uh, and more of a place where you go to connect with friends than they are this like tentpole single player experience type thing. And I think that's and I think that's okay. <laughs> Um, that's kind of always been in the their wheelhouses being like a really great multiplayer area. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I I think that they can have success with something like that, but I I also think that just with public opinion as it is and like how fanboys are kind of how they are, I don't think if even if it did happen, they would never get the credit for it. Because I think people are still in that PlayStation camp and they would never want to acknowledge it to a certain degree. Um, I can tell you that based on what I know so far that's coming out, I don't think anything's in the pipeline that I know of that is like, oh, this is going to be it. At least from what I've seen so far. mm -hmm. And I think it's very rare that someone takes someone on and says that they're going to do what someone else does better. Um, I would say Forza is probably the most... like. Probably the only one that I can look up that look at that Microsoft has that I think has you know surpassed um, Gran Turismo, but it also took a while. Yeah. Um. You know, like well, that you also, know, to be like, fair, the the more recent ones are probably the first time that it really, really just undeniably is better than anything that Gran Turismo has done. Like I, I also know. think like it kind of helps that they iterate every two or three years on Forza where Gran Turismo yeah. comes out every five or six, yeah. you know what I mean? And like, yep. Yep. Gran Turismo they, is like it way deeper in terms of like tuning cars and customization and that kind of, that, that area, like Gran Turismo is like for car people, right? There are people that don't play video yeah. games that play Grant. The only game they play is Gran Turismo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and the the other the last thing I just wanted to say about that is, like I mean, you know, like Sony Sony didn't become, you know, the level of status that they're at right now by by trying to, you know, like make different ver you know better versions of other games because, to be fair, like you know, uh, their their uh, Halo killer. Is has even even to this day I would say is like fallen short. I wouldn't even pick uh, any of the Killzone games over Halo Five to be honest. Oddly so, enough, um, the, the Halo Killer came from within the studio. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, so like, so like for for me, it's like yeah, they if they stick to what they do best and just try to improve upon it and not worry about, you know, kind of like what Nintendo had been doing for years where they don't, they're not worried about what other people are doing. Uh They wanted to just continue doing what they've always been doing and trying to improve upon what they've been doing and be off in their own little, you know, world and, and, you know, to some extent, I think that's kind of slowly what Microsoft has been doing. They've been focusing on the things that that they do, you know, best, trying to improve upon them and just 
you know, like stick to the, you know, like we've said this multiple times, me, Josh, all of, like all of us are really big into games that are usually multiplayer. And the majority of people who fell in love with Xbox are also more focused on a lot of multiplayer stuff and doing stuff, you know, with other people. That's why I think Microsoft isn't, hasn't really focused on that, that what, you know, like single player stuff as much because there isn't really, I mean, there is, you know, people that want that stuff. And, you know, we all, I think all of us here want some of that stuff, Hmm. but at the same time, like that's, that's not why we fell in love with Xbox. Like that single player stuff isn't, you know, like that's, that's just an added treat. Yeah. you know at this point so yeah by the way i think i mean as a huge as a big nintendo fan i do think sometimes people look at nintendo stuff with either rose-colored glasses or just like the intense fanboyism and i think i mean i think sony's that way too right like i, I mean mm-hmm. i think i mean i think there's some xbox people josh is drinking he's 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 <laughs> like <"Huh." laughs> um all right, we're we'll get to our last question here, so we can get out of here. It's been a it's been a long show. I know it's being split into two, but it's it's been a long couple hours here. And, uh, Ashley Davidson, oh, she gets she gets two questions, double dipping. She slipped through. Uh, hi guys, happy holidays to you and yours. I wanted to ask what your biggest accomplishment with this show was this year, and what you're looking forward to next year. Thanks. Have a safe and happy New Year and Christmas. To be fair, not all these questions from were from the last week. They've been from a couple, couple weeks. But uh, she slipped through, slipped through, sneaky. She's, she's like she's like the butler for Mister Deeds. Just you know, very sneaky. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think the the biggest accomplishment with this show was finding the path we wanted to take it and finding the right personality. Right. I think I answered that with Deshaun's question, but I mean, I think, I think giving, finding the show a personality and, and really making it what it is now is kind of the biggest accomplishment. Uh, and like, as far as next year, I just, I hope we can keep the momentum we've had going and growing the show. And, you know, I'm not really trying to do anything too crazy with it. Right. Like I want it to be, I want people to listen because they enjoy us talking about Xbox, right? And and my goal is to grow the show naturally and make sure that it's it's still a great show for people to listen to every week. That's I mean, that's it, you know. Uh I think, you know, Austin who is uh Logan's partner on Land Party and uh Laurent's partner on on uh crossroads he told me when we were getting ready to do the boss rush podcast like he basically paid me the biggest compliment i think we could have ever received he said i'm not trying to blow smoke up anybody's ass or anything but like your guys's xbox shows like literally one of the best show xbox shows on the internet and i listen to unlocked and i listen to you know expansion pass and like you know some of these other shows that are pretty popular and that was like like it, I think I'm just when we get ready to record, I'm just kind of in autopilot and then I go to edit it and uh, I post it. And then I look at the numbers once or twice a week and, and 
see where people cut off like because i can see like when people stop listening and you know i think our show is kind of right at the sweet spot at like an hour 15 hour 20 usually and uh him saying that was like the biggest compliment i think i could have ever expected from people and i i i mean i attribute that to the last few months after you guys joined and giving finally giving the show again a, a personality and a direction you know and Mm-hmm. I'm proud of the show. This show is like the proudest, one of the proudest things on this network that we do, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of that's all I have to say, I guess. I'm I'm basically in the same, you know, the same as you. Like I, I'd just be repeating myself, you know, repeating you. But you know, like just just us taking the steps to to you know add more people and just you know like i think it really was what it needed and you know and it just i think i think it's too easy when it's just two people to get stuck in you know in a you know the same thing kind of over and over again you just need to have more more minds to bounce things off of i think you know yeah plus plus like you know Jesse, if I'm playing something and you're playing something, there's like, there's enough people here that play similar games where like, okay, if, if you guys are playing call, like if you and Joe are playing call of duty and like you guys can talk about call of duty while Josh and I sit back, or if Josh and I have something to say about destiny or, uh, Mm -hmm. or something like, like, you know what I mean? Like some, yeah, it's, it's not just like me talking to you anymore, you know, like, Talk yeah. about yep. how much Destiny I played this week, and you're just kind of like, uh huh, yeah, I play like once a week or every couple weeks or something, and <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it having having Joe and, and Josh really like, I, I mean, I don't want to repeat myself, but I am like, it gave the show the personality it needed to elevate it to a show that we can be proud of and send it to the next level, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. And to steal a line from Austin, I'm not trying to blow smoke up your ass. Like, I, I'm serious. Like, yeah. you know, I've known Josh for a long time. I know he's a great personality. And Joe is, you know, I I really appreciate your, like, one-liners and dad jokes and, and just, you know what I mean? Like, I, I you guys brought what we needed for the show. And I couldn't have asked for a better crew to do the show with this year and hopefully well into the future, you know? Um, mm-hmm. so I appreciate all of you I, I really do I I look forward to this show in 2021 I really do me, me too I'm, I'm excited I've done uh, a fair amount of concept, conceptual podcasting meaning I've worked in an environment full of creative people mm-hmm. that all have an idea for a podcast, right? And they all have some sort of gimmick or... Gimmick. You know what I mean? Like, there's always something. Yeah. Like, we'll do a podcast. It's about cooking. But it's going to be cooking. And you have to cook everything with milk. And it's just like, okay, I guess. With milk? Cooking. That. <laughs> Correct. And you have to make everything in a microwave. And we see it. And it's like, which actually kind of sounds like a cool show. If you can make the best meal in a microwave. But uh, it... I, and I've, and they, they never have the staying power to continue. Um, 
I've done a lot of first episode recording uh, with people and it never ever airs like they never get past like the fact that it was recorded and then package it and edit it and put it somewhere and have it for display um, mm-hmm. so you even get a reaction so and I like Corey you've clearly done I would say all of the work here um, no that's I'm not true ha- I mean I'm I'm happy to be invited I'm happy to show up I love that I can come here and I have a place to voice my opinion uh, mm-hmm. fairly carefree. And I don't I, I don't feel like I've uh, offended anybody when we get into like, I won't say arguments, but, you know, we have discussions yes. and we don't yeah. always agree, which is good. Right. Yeah. Um, and I don't feel like there's any animosity after that happens that I know of. I'm actually holding uh, grudges against two of you right now. That's fine. It's holding a knife. Uh, and uh, I think it's the fact, and again, like the fact that people listen and I get, but I would say that Corey, you've done most of the legwork. I know how much work you put into it. You do the recording, you do the editing, you, you post it up and everything like that. I appreciate that. So any success, to be honest, is largely due to the fact that you just do the other part of the job that no one else is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that is when you talk about anybody having success, if there's any success that, that comes out of the show, 100 percent, I would say it's due to you and your due diligence, because just the act of continually doing it and like actually just doing the work leads to success. Like talk about anybody that streams on Twitch, any filmmaker, any artist. It's just persistence and keeping at it and doing it and slowly refining it until it gets to be a good product and then by that time, people are already picking up on it. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm happy to be along for the ride. I'm I'm glad that I was invited to be here. And every week, it's kind of a good time to come and talk. So I, as far as what's coming up next year, personal goals aside, like I look forward to how this grows. I like hearing from the community. I like answering questions, mm-hmm. Greg. I look yeah. forward to another round of food. Yeah. Related questions, although I don't know, I I don't eat a whole lot of variety, so I, I don't know if I can answer or if I'm qualified to answer any of them. Uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm glad that there's a dialogue happening back and forth, not only between us but us in a community, which is really cool. Yeah. 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 What was that sigh for, Josh? I think Josh. No. Is just oh, I was stretching. I was stretching. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, we've been sitting here for two and a half hours. It's, I'm uh, stretching yeah. my legs under my desk right now. Um. It is time to go, but I I do want to say one thing. Uh, we strive to have a good time and make this the best possible show we can be. And um, like I was telling Josh the other night, I know a lot of people within not just the show, but Boss Rush in general have a lot of personal goals. And like if if you guys ever need anything, if you need me to help, any any possible way with your personal stuff uh and that's that's kind of the goal here like the podcast is where like our personalities and our personal stuff come together as one and then like you know i know josh is streaming a lot joe i know you kind of want to get back into streaming a little bit uh jesse i know you've got your music stuff going on like i i hope that there is a way that boss rush facilitates that in a way that we can all just kind of be better at what we're doing and do better. And um, that's been our motto since the beginning, since day zero, Jesse is be better. And I hope that we can continue to be that way. Um, I hope we can continue to show our community that 
you know, there have been a couple, a couple hiccups along the way. I know, mm-hmm. uh, Josh and I dealt with a pretty serious one on tower casuals earlier in the summer when we launched it. Uh, there's been a yep. few before then one in particular after then that I really haven't shared with a lot of people. Uh, but like, I just want to know that I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys showing up every week and, and making the show what it is and making, you know, what boss rush is now and what I hope it'll be in the future. Cause like, this is, this is what I want to do. You know, I want a podcast. I want to hopefully be entertaining to people. And I hopefully like, I hope that this show has been that. So, um, yeah. we're going to get out of here. I just want to say thank you to you guys and not just you guys, but the entire boss rush team. Uh, you know, a lot of people put a lot of hard work into this and it's been, a mm-hmm. it's been a real pleasure, especially the back half of this year. So, um, mm-hmm. I want to also want to thank the community for sticking with us making us grow we are the second biggest show on the network now behind nintendo power block uh so thank you guys for for listening and and sending your emails and your tweets and uh it's been it's been a real pleasure this year i want to thank everybody so much for watching josh where can we find you uh as always you can find me on tower casuals on thursday nights and then you can find me on Twitter and on Twitch at, at Josh underscore Finn with two N's. And uh, this week we're finishing up Cyberpunk and we're going straight into Assassin's Creed Valhalla once Christmas hits. Mm, great game. Nice. I started playing that again this week. It's very good. Uh, Jesse, where can we find you? Yeah, you can find me almost everywhere is Phantom NXS. And uh, Josh, I did get a chance to, I think I mentioned it, I watched your, you do you could do the raid and stuff like that. And, uh, oh, yeah. yeah that yeah. was pretty, that was pretty interesting. So, yeah. yeah we've we've been streaming on Reset Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah. So. Joe, where can we find you? Best place is going to be those show notes, because it's K3RNL underscore panic on Twitter. <laughs> That's my hub. It's a great name, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah. Good. Keep at it. Keep at that name. Keep clinging to it. Yep. Uh, you can find me at I am Corey and HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me streaming starting next week since we're not doing any shows on uh, Boss Rush Games Live. Um, I just want to take a minute to remind everybody to be kind, be better to one another. One small act can lead uh, to a, a lot of good things uh, for people you are helping and people you are being good to so play games be better i want to thank everybody so much for watching and we will see you in 2021 goodbye everybody bye